What's up, y'all, and welcome to It's a YP Thing podcast. I'm Pansy Johnson, and I'm all about encouraging, educating, and elevating young professionals. And today, I am so excited to have some guests on the uh, podcast today, Mr. and Mrs. Graves. So today is in honor of Valentine's Day. Um, We're going to be talking about all things career, entrepreneurship, and the journey of love. So definitely stay tuned for more. Okay, so we're going to jump straight into the episode and into the conversation with Mr. and Mrs. Graves, Braylon, and Sha. So y'all tell us a little bit about yourselves. So my name is Cheyenne Graves and I'm 28 years old. I'm a critical care registered nurse. I was born in Kansas, but I consider myself a Little Rock native because I've been here long enough. I'm Brandon Graves. I'm a full-time personal trainer. I'm 29. Um, I was born and raised in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, Graduated from A-State. Uh, some would say I'm a social media influencer, uh, yes. husband, of course. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much me. Well, thank you both for being on the podcast. Definitely social media influencer. If you're not following Braylon, you should be. Okay, so we're going to get into that conversation later on about entrepreneurship and definitely shy your career in nursing for sure. So first question, how did you both meet? <laughs> so uh, we met pretty much in uh, middle school and in high school. We kind of knew each other just from around the way. I knew her a little bit. I felt like she had a little bit of a, a crush on me, you know, but I really I wasn't uh, feeling her back then. But uh, we kind of reconnected in college through a mutual friend. And I was kind of like, you know, that's that girl that, uh, you know, used to have a crush on me back in the day. She kind of cute now. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to reconnect back with her. So uh, that's my version of the story. What about you, though? It's pretty similar. So I did have a crush on him. Growing up, he was not feeling it. kind of curved <laughs> me, just friends. Um, but when we kind of reconnected in college, he came through a mutual friend, and they were just like, hey, Braylon, well, BG is what most people called him. Braylon, he, you know, trying to give you his number, hit him up, and I was just like, no, he is a nerd. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not that interested. But he was persistent. We hung out, went on our first day, and we were just locked in ever since. I love it. I love it. Okay, y'all. So the takeaways. Guys, stay persistent. That's all you got to do. And we got to shout out the friend, okay? You ain't got to say his name, but friend, if you're watching, look what you did. Okay? Look what you did. I love it. I love it. Definitely a beautiful black couple, young at that, and we love to see it. So... Next question, Braylon. Let's let's jump straight into it. What was the moment that you knew Shy was the one? <laughs> well, um, I can really think of a lot of moments um, that come to mind, but one uh, time in particular is when I was going through a situation in college, and Shy was really there for me and really supportive and just encouraging through that time and just helping me out. And you know, after that, I was just kind of like. You know, this, I can see this is wifey right here. Mm-hmm. Love it. For me, I just feel like Braylon has always been a super just generous, considerate, just 
he's a sweet person mm -hmm. and that really is what made me fall for him because I was trying to fight him off so hard like so you hard was I was trying to fight him off <laughs> but I mean he, there are multiple times it. where he just kind of made me feel like like he this is my person like he's trying to show me that like he is mine and mm -hmm. so I feel like when we ended up getting engaged and he kind of solidified that it was just like okay like he, he he's serious this is for right. real so right Okay, well, another question just from that and just hearing your journey, you know, to meet each other. Do you feel like you both were ready for engagement? Because, again, you are, are young, y'all know, in our generation, we like, oh, I don't want to be pressured. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. She trying to pressure me. Yeah. You know, do you feel like there was any pressure of, around that and were you ready? Uh, I wouldn't say I was ready per se. You know, I, at first I did feel like I was given an ultimatum, you know, mm -hmm. whether or not I had to make a choice or not. Um, but I feel like, you know, I had to get ready and I feel like God had a plan for me. And even though I didn't recognize that plan at the time, you know, I just trusted him. I followed mm -hmm. along with it. It felt good. You know, mm -hmm. the feeling, I didn't know exactly, like I said, if I was ready, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to do my best to get ready. You mm -hmm. know, so. Right, yeah. right. So I definitely, I wasn't necessarily ready and I did get to a point, we were like together six, seven years at this point. I'm like, okay, like if you really like me, you know, what, what are we doing? Like, I need you to tell me what we're doing. Like, cause I like you a lot. Mm -hmm. And if you want to continue to be with me, then you have to make a decision. Like, are we going to kind of take this into a more serious route or are right. we going to go our separate ways? Because right, I feel right. like a lot of times as women, we kind of just go with the flow, especially if you've been with somebody for a long time. Mm -hmm. But me, I'm just, I'm a very goal oriented, like check the boxes. Like if this is not, you know, something that you want to be in like long term, then I think we should just go our separate way. So he right. made the right choice ultimately. Did, you know. did, yeah, you know. did. I love that. And that's so interesting to hear because most of the times you think about an ultimatum, guys are like, uh-uh, you know. <laughs> but Braylon, you fell forward actually and we're like, you know what, I'm gonna be all in because I know this is the person that I want. And I think that that's just speaks volumes about you, but also just your union. So ladies, give the ultimatum, you know, don't shy away from it, just give it. <laughs> I love it though, for sure. Okay, so y'all know that this month is Black History Month um, in honor of that, it's also Love Month. So um, that's why we have this beautiful couple here, but just to, um, you know, have the topic in regards to Black History Month, and me wanting to give a little bit of statistics because y'all know I'm going to give y'all the numbers, all right, always. Um, the Institute for Family Studies statistics stated that only 44% of black children have a father in the home. How do you think that impacts black and African-American relationships in our generation? And as a black couple, what are your thoughts on this? Okay. I think it's very important for there to be fathers in our homes. I think society at times paints a negative connotation of the black man and what the black man looks like mm -hmm. and what is popular for the black man to be. Right. Um, and so although these households are lacking black men. I also think that as black women, we are one of the most highly educated groups of women in America. Yes. We do a really good job 
of making sure that our children are not missing out. Mm -hmm. However, that can't replace the fact that we need our men in our homes. So. Right, right, love that. Braylon, what's your take? Um, I agree, piggybacking off that, I do feel like it's very important to have that father figure in the house. And I do feel like it can have some, you know, some not having that father figure in the house could affect you in a certain way going long term mm -hmm. but i also don't feel like people should let that be a barrier mm -hmm. you know if you realize like i didn't have my father in the home and you know this is why i may not have this push this is my why i may not have this motivation mm -hmm. then you can still get that motivation you can still find that push and that desire to do whatever you wanted to do but right. i don't feel like people should let that hold them back mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i like i like your take on it. i like your take on it too shy of just you know not putting too much weight on that but also not letting it limit you because sometimes people can use that as an excuse right like right. i can't be in a relationship or i'm having all this trauma because you know, I didn't have my father, but what are you doing right now in this moment to uh, progress forward and ensure that you don't continue the generational curse, as I say, right, that, that right. we say um, and use at times. So I just love that. Um, I guess just wanting to kind of get a deeper dive into it a little bit. And again, you can go as deep as you want. We can keep it high level. But um, as you may think about, like, in the future, you know, building a family how do you think that that impacts that of both of y'all bringing your children up with a two-parent household um to be honest with you that statistic is a strong reason as to why i wanted to have a partner i wanted to be married mm -hmm. before i did have a child of mm -hmm. course children happen you know children are always a right. blessing whether you are married or not married right but i grew up in in a single parent household, mm -hmm. even though my father is in my life. Right, um, but I do think it's important for us to show our children the black unit and how mm -hmm. the black unit is very positive and how having a black unit can just keep kids in more stable environments and allow them to be kids mm -hmm. and just do whatever they want to to just pursue all of their goals. If you want to be artist, artistic, if you mm -hmm. want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to just be pursue like a professional career, you have that stable environment that kind of nurtures that child to be whoever they want to be. So that for me was my motivation to make sure that I stick to my guns on a lot of the decisions that I made in life, but I mm -hmm. didn't allow that to hold me back. It just kind of propelled me into the direction that I wanted to be in. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I definitely can agree with that. Um, and I, I would attest to saying I would love to, you know, be that two-parent household for, you know, our future child. And mm -hmm. I feel like having that two-parent household does have like i said will have just like not having the dad in the house can cause some long-term effects i feel like having two-parent households can cause long-term effects but in a positive way right you right know? right so um my mom you know i grew up in the same thing single parent household with just my mom my dad has always been in my life but my mom was just that soldier that one mm -hmm. who provided everything and she did the best she can with what she had great mom mm -hmm. wouldn't take nothing against her you know right, right. i just feel like sometimes she needed help and i feel mm -hmm. like she had that help it just would have been better for the all of us you know? right so, right um i definitely want to break those barriers and those generational curses to where i can be there with my wife for my um soon to be or you know a daughter or um 
<laughs> I love that. And then so to say easy. again to um, that statistic is why it's so important for me to be considered and try to hold this unit together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and not try to fight against the fact that I have somebody that loves me and is trying to be there for me. I really just want to make sure that I nurture a healthy relationship between us two because I want to carry that on throughout my children and then grandchildren and moving forward. Right. Wow. And again, I piggybacking off what Sean saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've uh, one thing we always talking about is just being able to provide for our kids what we didn't have growing up mm -hmm. and that is you know one dream for us that is one aspiration for us and that's one thing that pushes us you know every day and that's one thing that we always talk about just being able to do those things that you know that our parents couldn't do for us and, right or maybe that our right. parents didn't know to do for us you know right so right love that dropping gems okay dropping gems I love that love the transparency thank you for that um thank you for being just open honest and i think this is definitely a conversation that's needed um as we talk about you know black families growing up in a you know one parent household um and, you know it's so many successful people like y'all you know and I think that it doesn't take away from the success, but how can we um, ensure that, like you said, your child doesn't have to kind of go through the things that you all might have went through, you know, growing up. So I just love it, love it, love it, and thank you. Um, next question. So as a young newlywed couple and what I would consider a power couple, what advice would you give to singles that are awaiting their person? So that's it. Ooh, that's a wide question. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what advice I have for <laughs> single, the single people out there, um, but for the people who are maybe in relationships mm -hmm. now and they're kind of wondering, just the person I want to be with for the rest of my life, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, don't force things, but also have your boundaries and also know what you want out mm -hmm. of that relationship. And if mm -hmm. you're not getting what you want out of that relationship, then you know that's that's honestly that's a red flag you know mm. so I would say that's one that's what I would say that's what I would say you go ahead back. okay uh, I will say um, that both of you guys can put yourself first I think I see just so much people talk about you know I don't need a man for this or these women nowadays and it's just such an exhausting topic and mm -hmm. all of what this person is yes. expected to do or what that person is expected to do every relationship has its own dynamic and so everybody has to figure out what works best for them but both of you guys can put yourself first by just loving yourselves working on your own personal issues so that when you come together you're coming as a whole person right and so I don't think you should necessarily wait I think you should just focus on building and growing on those things that make you you and then that person that has also done the work will come to you because mm -hmm. sometimes what you're searching for is not what you need and I think mm. people will oh wow. I want a man they get this person and they do everything to keep this person around this person does not want to be kept mm -hmm. and so whenever you um, have high self-esteem and you hold true to your values I think you will end up attracting the same thing love that love that Y'all heard her. Mm -hmm. Values. <laughs> and just stay true to yourself, and you will attract exactly what you need in your life and, and your person, for sure. So thank you for that. So we're going to shift gears. We're going to get into the career, entrepreneurship. Yeah, y'all, they doing it. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, they doing it. And I'm so excited to really dive deep into 
your success as an entrepreneur, Raylan, and then, of course, Shy, your success in nursing in the health field and just killing the game. So, so Shy, this question is for you. I know you have a career in the health field. Any suggestions you can give to young professionals that may be listening that are interested in pursuing a career in the health field and or nursing? Um, so first off, I want to say I love being a nurse. I know love we've it. seen a lot of people, you know, talk about the money, but I mm -hmm. really and truly love being a nurse. I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And anybody can tell you, I've worked in so many jobs as a nurse in the past six years of me being in this field. <laughs> so always build your resume. Love okay. It. Always build your resume. <laughs> but also just figure out what field or what thing you can do that kind of feed you as a person like mm -hmm. nobody wants to go to work every single day absolutely hating what they do right. and so one thing that I'm able to do in healthcare is that I'm able to for one I like people I like interacting with people mm -hmm. I'm a talker and so in healthcare you interact with so many people over the course of your career also I'm a science girl I'm a nerd I've loved science since I was a little kid like I want to know all the weird interesting facts about things and yes. I also feel like being a nurse feeds that because you learn so much about the human body. You learn so much about people in general. Mm -hmm. And so I always just say, look up whatever job or career you want to do. Find out the qualifications, build a plan and work on these things on your own so that you could get that job or that career that you may want. A lot of us that don't have parents or family members that went to college or have worked in these areas before, we don't know where to start. Right Now right. We, ha we have the internet, there are no excuses. Get on there, right. look at the job qualifications and then go out and seek those opportunities and just build yourself into the best person, the best healthcare person that you can be because everything that you learn to do adds to you and then they'll also pay you some more money along the way. Okay. <laughs> there you so that's my advice. I love it. Love it. I can really tell that you truly love what you do. And I think mm -hmm. that that was, you started the, comp, you literally started your sentence with, you know, I love what I do. And that's what makes the huge difference when you actually are in a career and you're doing something that you truly love to do. That fuels the passion and um, you, you know, truly um, embody your your career so I, I love that I love that okay Braylon so I know you're an entrepreneur and now you own your own gym congratulations whoop, whoop. Um, can you provide some advice and insight that has helped you be a successful entrepreneur honestly consistency consistency and my work ethic you know, sometimes I don't re I don't recognize like how I've got th gotten this far, and mm -hmm. I have to you know kind of look and see what have I been doing this whole time. And this whole time, I've been working hard every day, getting up early in the morning. Even before I became a full time personal trainer, I was coming to training in the morning, going to my full time job, which was Target, in the evening time coming back to train. And wow. you know, and that made me realize like, okay. I, I really like I really love this thing, you know, mm -hmm. and so right. which you know kind of made me leave my full time job and become a full time personal trainer. Mm -hmm. So my consistency and my work ethic has pushed me, and I would say has gotten me this far. And just of course, God, you know, mm -hmm. I, honestly, God has continued to keep blessing me, and I feel like God continues to keep blessing me because He know what I want and He knows I'll, I'm going to work for it, mm -hmm. and so. That's that what I would say my advice would be. Love it, love it. Just to, I guess, dive a little bit deeper, um, 
is there anyone in each of your lives or that has been just a prominent figure in your careers in just keeping you going or maybe someone that gave you some critical advice along the way that has truly helped you get to where you are right now? I can name a lot of people, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Shah has mm-hmm. helped me, push me, being supportive with of me throughout my business when I told her I wanted to leave my full-time job and become a full-time personal trainer it wasn't no uh, I don't think you should do that or maybe we should she was full in supportive of me if that's what mm-hmm. you want to do then I'm here for you mm-hmm. you know so definitely shy um you know sturvin mm-hmm. um I can say Nicole I can I can name a few people but I shy has been my not my right hand man, my, my right hand wife. You know, she's been like, very supportive. And honestly, I would say shy. Love yeah. it, love it. Shy, yeah. what about you? Um, I don't want my answer to be corny, but I have, it's multiple t- parts to it. So okay, go ahead. My biggest motivation is black women. Like, I was always the girl that liked to watch these TV shows, and you see people like Tony Childs on Girlfriends, or you mm-hmm. see like Rainbow on, um, what's that show that we used to like? Blackish, or Rainbow, <laughs> these really successful, just down to earth black women. And so, just me, I was just like, oh, I want that to be me. You know, mm-hmm. I just, when I get older, I just want that to be me. I just want to be a girl that's just mm-hmm. bold out there in doing what I want to do right and then also I've had some amazing black nurses as mentors that I still keep in touch with to this day like and I just saw somebody in Target that she was one of my first black managers when I first became a nurse like six years ago you know we still keep in touch Facebook friends just those people have been very instrumental on showing me that uh, you know, you can do it. Like, right. you can do it. Whatever right. you might be afraid to do, you can do it. And of course, this one right here, it's been <laughs> a lot of hills and valleys. And yeah. always, he's just so positive. And just, like I say, he's just a very kind, generous person. Just, like, sending me prayers when I was in nursing school before I used to go to my test. Like, who who does that? You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't do that no more. <laughs> stuff like that. And so, it. he's always just... When I get very, very anxious, he is just like, just calm down. Like, you got mm-hmm. it. Like, you're good. And so right. always, this one is going to push me. And then, like we were talking about earlier, the family unit, I feel more motivated because I'm like, we have these goals that we set up, and I can't let, like, the family unit down. It's just mm-hmm. me and him right now. But I'm seriously trying to prepare for, like, my future children, my future family, my grandchildren, because I right. want to show them, like, and my sisters, too, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one that can do it. If I can do it, you definitely can do it. And so right. I really and truly preach that. I love it. Y'all is just shy. I need the prayer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. Um, so I know we're coming to the end of this segment. So sad, y'all. They have been outstanding, I know. But um, I did want to go back to you, Braylon, because I know at the um, beginning you were talking about social media and I know people are going to be going to your social media after this. And they're going to be like, why she didn't ask this question? So I'm going to go ahead and ask, um, what advice would you give to people? Because I feel like not only are you an entrepreneur, you kind of got the social media aspect down packed as well with thousands of followers. So um, any advice in that space um, for maybe some listeners that are interested in current, maybe currently um, getting into the influencer space because we see that that's growing. So, any um, any advice? Yes, uh, one piece of advice I will give. You know, same advice I gave with the other. Mm-hmm. Stay consistent, and you know another thing that I, I that I feel like helped with my 
grow my social media was just engaging with your audience mm -hmm. and being genuine with people and just being yourself. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, you see everybody wants to be like somebody else on social media. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to be this rapper or some another social media influencer instead of being themselves, finding their own niche. And that's what I did. You know, I mm -hmm. found what was funny for me. I found what my audience liked and I, you know, I stuck with that and mm -hmm. I stayed consistent with it. You know, mm -hmm. so I would say consistency, find your niche and be genuine on mm -hmm. social media. Okay, thank you for that. Okay, like I said, we're coming to the end. This is the last question. I know I'm sad too, but you, first off, y'all have been phenomenal, and thank you for agreeing to come on the podcast. The very first guest to ever come on It's a YP Thing podcast. Yeah, so thank you. But last question, and Sha, I'm going to have you take this first. As we come to an end, any lasting words in regards to love, entrepreneurship, and career for our YPs listening? So with everything, I just keep my just core values very, very simple. Um, just stay true to yourself. Always, always believe in yourself. Um, and in prayer, like pray. Mm -hmm. Just do whatever you feel like you want to do. Follow what you feel like your purpose is. Mm -hmm. Don't ever feel like you can't do something and just pray along the way. That's, that. that's it. Love it. Love it. Riley? Okay. As we come to an end, any lasting words in regards to love, entrepreneurship, and career for our YPs listening? Mm -hmm. Lasting words. I would just say have faith. You know, trust God and he will follow your footsteps and don't ignore the signs. You know, God will give you signs with what direction he wants you to go. And you just have to trust him, know how to talk to him and know how to listen to him mm -hmm. and follow those signs and he'll guide you the right way. Love that. Love that. Drop some gems. Those are the lasting words from Mr. and Mrs. Graves. Thank you again. Thank you so much for coming on It's a YP Thing podcast. The very first guest, y'all, and it's only going to get better. This is It's a YP Thing podcast. I'm Pansy Johnson. I'm all about encouraging, educating, and elevating young professionals, and I will see you in the next episode. Peace.